On today's episode of the Investing Revolution, we're going to talk about the Burr strategy, talk about what that means, and we're going to take a deep dive into making sure that you're buying the right property and that you're working the right strategy. This is the Investing Revolution, a podcast designed to help your real estate investment strategy. On this podcast, we'll teach you the actionable steps to take and pitfalls to avoid so that your real estate investing can thrive. Welcome to the Investing Revolution. I am your host, Jonathan Cook. Today, we're going to talk about the Burr strategy. In some other previous episodes, we discussed uh, the different real estate investment strategies that there are. Um, and, and we quickly went over uh, Burr and what the acronym itself stands for. So that is buy, rehab, uh, rent, refinance, and repeat. That's what we're going to discuss today. We're going to take a deep dive into how to find the best property to operate this strategy with, what you need to do to set that up so it's going to work, and and, and how to maximize. So the first step in building a maximized Burr property is finding the right property for you. Not all properties are going to work. Um, buying something in a really nice area that has good stabilized rents and has a, a decent amount of appreciation, your typical B-class type of property is not likely going to be the best option for a burr. Uh, most of these properties typically look like your average cash flowing property. And that's, that is a really important step is that it is going to cash flow. That's going to help you in your refinance later if your actual debt service goes up a little bit. So the first step in finding a property is looking for something that is distressed. Distressed in a way that when you're looking through your numbers, you recognize that your after rehab value is still going to be right around the median uh, and you have some room between your expenses and what that median uh, price point is going to be. That's going to make sure that this is maximized in a way that when you refinance, you're able to take some cash out and and restart the process. That's where your last R, the, the repeat stage. So the properties that you're looking for, typically when I am hunting a good Burr property, I am looking in the $100,000 price range. Uh, and, and don't worry if your market doesn't have a lot of those. Invest out of state. It's, it's not very difficult. You've got to build your team. If you build a team in a different city that you can't do the actual management and the operation of it yourself, that's fine. That's where building your team really comes into play. So if you've decided that you're going to do a Burr, Look for an area that you can find distressed properties around that, you know, 100 to even up to $150,000 I've seen being able to work on a burr strategy. But, but in that range, you, you should leave enough meat on the bone for the refinance to kick in, take some capital out, repeat the whole process. Um, in South Georgia, for instance, uh, we have an area called Griffin. Uh, we have another area called Lagrange. We we have a lot of these typically C class um, 
lower end uh, rental properties. The, these are areas where the median income is, you know, under $50,000 a person. Uh, they are large areas of, of renters. Most of the people in these areas are renters instead of owner occupants, but there are several distressed properties kind of scattered amongst um, the, the, the properties where there are renters and occupants in. And, and the trick to a burr is finding one of those properties that still has enough room between what you can buy it for, put the renovations in there, and then still have a, a big gap between your all-in price points and what you're looking to refinance out, uh, you know, in a couple of months, looking at your median price points. So, look in areas where you are already seeing um, median price points at that 150 to 180 price range, even close to 200. But there's still a large number of properties that are under 100 or right around 100,000 um, dollars. And, and to kind of give you some real numbers, I was looking at some properties in Griffin the other day with, with a client of ours that's looking to do some burrs. And Griffin, Georgia, the median price point is around 130, 140. Um, and there are a lot of properties that are built in the 50s and 60s, some even as old as built in the 40s, that, you know, because this part of uh, Georgia has so many older homes. They're, they're really small, you know, 1,500 to you know, 1,800 square feet. That's all going to help in the numbers. Every bit of uh, what you're looking to purchase um, is just going to have to fit inside your formulas for your cash flow and your ARV later. Math is one of the most important parts of BERT, making sure that all these numbers are going to shake out. So when I'm looking for one, uh, I'm trying to find something that in what I'm looking at, I can, I can ballpark some numbers here. I, we all roughly know what an HVAC is going to cost, uh, about 5,500 bucks nowadays. Um, a roof is going to be, you know, around $200 a square and you can kind of ballpark some of that paint's going to be $2 a square foot. Flooring can be between three and $5 a square foot. And, and the way to maximize a burr is not to go in and, you know, throw down your carpet, put your beige paint on the walls and just make this base level livable because yeah, you might be able to rent that. You might be able to buy it and rent it and cash flow it. Great. But you're not really um, increasing the value all that much. You're not maximizing that refinance in the end. So what I think is the most effective way to handle a burr is in these areas, the, these older homes are very unique. Um, and right now in America, we see that there's a large amount of, um, uh, uh, you know, there, there are several cities that have such massively low income. Finding a rental property is very difficult. Finding a place to live is very difficult nowadays. Uh, the housing market is, is super high right now and people just can't afford to buy. But a lot of people are still out there looking to rent a nice home for a low price range. And that's where Burr doesn't just make you a lot of money. It can actually make a renter a very nice home to live in. This is, when done properly, is a very um, ethical way to make a whole lot of money because you're able to provide a high quality 
living experience for your renter because you're buying it at such a distressed price. That's that's kind of the sweet spot that makes Burr really, really successful. So if you're buying a property in an area like Griffin, Georgia, where the median price ranges are you know over 100, but not, not at 180 yet, so 120, 130-ish thousand dollars, you're able to snatch up a property at that 50 or $60,000 price range that when you look through it, the, the foundation is okay. Um, the, the layout is going to be perfectly fine. But you know, if it's a 1,200 square foot house, when you actually do your math, the less square footage, the less paint you're going to have to do, the less flooring you're going to have to do, the smaller the roof is. Those things are all going to add into your overall uh, rehab cost. So you want to make sure that you're finding the property that you have the most opportunity to improve to a median level. Um, I like to use LVP for the flooring options in these houses because LVP is relatively cheap. It is pretty heavy duty. It lasts for a long time. It can last for multiple renters. Um, and it's an easy um, option for your ten for your tenant to keep clean. It's really easy to clean LVP floors. Uh, they're waterproof, they're stain resistant, easy to mop and sweep and clean. And so when you give a tenant the opportunity to have a nice home that they can keep clean and make it continue to look really nice, they're going to be better tenants to begin with. So once you've found this, this property in that fifty dollars to $60,000 price range, uh, you've got to do your math, look at your square footage, do your pricing for paint, two dollars a square foot. Uh, get that added into your flooring. At you know, if you're going to use LVP, about five dollars a square foot. Sometimes a little bit higher for installation. Um, look through and make sure that your systems, your your major housing systems, are also taken care of first. Go ahead and handle the HVAC. If it's old, if it's on its last leg, go ahead and replace it. It's going to be you know, about 5,500 bucks to replace the thing, but go ahead and do it. Cause that's going to save you money in the end. The, the whole concept of the Burr strategy, it's a buy and hold strategy, guys. This is something where you're going to keep this property for a long time. And because of that, you want to make sure that it is set up for success. Um, if the roof needs to be, if it's got a bunch of patching and stuff all over it, go ahead and replace the roof. Go ahead and set these systems up to where your time frame on having to replace these is 10 plus years away. Go ahead and replace your water heater. Those are about 1200 bucks. Once you've got the painting, the flooring, all of your systems calculated in, you're buying this property at 50 to $60,000. You're all in around a hundred, 110. Uh, and we know that the median is between 120 and you know 150. So you're able to then have a major gap between everything that you have in there and where your ARV is going to be. If you're using hard money, you might want to refinance early. But if you're not, let that depreci- or let that appreciation take over and you don't have to refinance in the first you know, six months. You could wait even a year to after you've placed that tenant in there because you've, you've found a really high quality tenant at that point. Um, after you've rehabbed the property, made it look really nice, you are now going to price the rental at you know, just above median or just around median price point for the rentals. So, and you have the room, you now are able to rent that property that you bought at, you know, 50 or 60 and you have around a hundred thousand total into it. Um, at least in Griffin, you're able to rent those for around $1,200 a month. And that's a pretty strong cap rate right there. That's going to cash flow right off the bat. Once you've got that going, 
you can leave it as a cash flow, but that's not a full burr. Once you've got it rented, you should have a high quality renter that is looking at what you've done in this property. You've made a nice, clean, um, updated home with you know nice flooring, good paint, a nice kitchen. Um, you, you've done some nice updates into it. I like to put something in that property that's going to stand out and make like a, a wow factor. We've all seen HGTV where they do the uh, um, you know house hunters and they always give them three options. They always nickname the houses something you know cute that they found. Oh, the one with the porch or the one with the arches or whatever whatever they might've seen in there. They're not calling them by the address. Renters are the same way. Anyone looking to live in a new place is doing the same sorts of things. They're looking at, you know, what is it about this house other than bedrooms and price that makes me want to live here? Um, they're, they're looking at, oh, well, not only is this property, you know, look clean and, and safe and, and it's built in a decent way. If you can add something in there that catches their eye. And it might just be something as simple as a kitchen Island. Um, you can, you know, take your LVP and run it up along the base of a kitchen Island to, to give a really neat, uh, look to it. Uh, you know, ship lapping has become really popular lately. It's not very expensive. If you do it on a small wall, I like to put them in bathrooms. Bathrooms are a great place to add a wow factor because those rooms are very small. And so the improvements that you do to them don't cost a lot of money. You can take a bathroom that is, you know, 10 has a wall on it that's, you know, four foot wide or, you know, six foot wide. You put shiplap up on that thing. The vanity is already going to block a lot of it. You've saved a lot of money in just material costs. There's, there's little tips and tricks when operating a burr that really can stand out to where when your uh, potential renters are coming to, look at this property. They, they see nice LVP floors. They see the gray paint or whatever the popular color is at the time. In, in South Georgia, gray is the, the current popular neutral color. Uh, when they come in and they see that this is going to be a place that they can picture themselves living for a long time, they're planning for their future. And that's going to be a long-term tenant, which is good. Long-term tenants are going to save you a lot of money in that vacancy time frame. Vacancy can cost you for every two weeks. I want to say Todd said um, every every week on the market or every week that it's vacant, it's costing you two percent of your annual income. So if you can cut that down by putting in a really nice property that somebody wants to live in for a long time, you don't have to site, you don't have to factor in a vacancy every couple of years, get a long-term tenant. That's going to be better off in your numbers in the end. Um, so once you've got that tenant in place, you've got that high quality tenant that is looking to stay in that property for a long time. And they're happy to pay you your $1,200 a month rent, you know, let it stabilize for a minute, give it a couple of months. Um, you know, I like to see six to eight months of stabilized rent in place before you refinance. Uh, that way you, you know how good your tenant's going to be in, in six to eight months, we should be able to, uh, check and make sure that your tenant's paying on time regularly. We've done some periodic reports to make sure that, you know, they're taking really good care of the property. And then you refinance after that time frame and the market's that you are buying in should continue to appreciate at that point. Right now, if we're looking in parts of Georgia, the appreciation is 39% a year in several parts. I mean, that's, that's, that's a massive increase to where if you've bought in targeting 
a $160,000 for your ARV, you wait eight months and that ARV goes up to that 180 price point. That's another couple of, you know, 10 grand in your pocket that you can use to go buy another property and do this again. So once you've got everything in place, you've got it stabilized, go ahead and refinance that property. Take that equity that you're gaining out and reinvest it in another property in the same area that you can find that'll do the exact same process. You repeat the process over. That's that's the magic of Burr. You've increased value here, and now you're increasing your entire net worth because you still have this hundred and now $165,000, $170,000 property. You still own it. It's still cash flowing for you. Yeah, you refinanced your equity out of it. Your your mortgage payment might have gone up slightly, but you are still cash flowing fantastically. And then you're able to take that equity and restart the process. You do that every you know couple of months, every six to eight months. You can redo this process and double it almost every time, depending on what your lending looks like. Um, I've seen several hard money lenders that are happy to lend you a 75% ARV loan with only $10,000. You can get this process started several times over doing that same process. If you're making $20,000 profit on that uh, refinance after you've taken it out of the hard money, put it into a standardized loan, you've got $20,000 in equity. Okay, well, now go take that and do it again twice. And you're able to exponentially grow a portfolio that in a handful of years can be worth millions of dollars. And as long as you are continuing to put high quality uh, renovations in that property to make it look really nice, and I'm not saying you have to do marble and quartz and you know tankless water heaters and all the updates imaginable, but if you are able to make these properties that base level, median level of nice, LVP floors, nice countertops, they don't have to be granite, uh, clean cabinets, uh, clean bathroom with some really nice, clean, refreshing lines. What you're doing is we are taking these properties that have basically been removed from the inventory of the housing market and you're rehabbing them. You're, 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 you're putting these homes back on the market because they weren't. If they're unlivable because they're in such distressed conditions, that's not a house in the housing market. It's That's no inventory. You go and you make that a new livable place. And all you're doing is generating wealth for yourself that you can continue to keep and continue to watch grow in terms of value for the next several years. But also you're making a nice livable property for someone that they're going to live in for years. And ultimately, that's how this strategy works. It's, it's really simple. It's really simple math, but it's a lot of math. All of the Burr process is taken care of in that preparation stage. As long as you know what the steps are, as long as you know how the math works, you can repeat this process 10, 20, 50 times over and build yourself a massive portfolio of properties that are continuing to cash flow and you're leveraging these properties to buy new properties. I've seen this go really wrong when buying the wrong properties. If you buy something where the, the, the renovation isn't really adding a lot of value to it, if you're buying an already nice house, a two or $300,000 house that's plenty livable right now and you try to flip it, by adding a lot of nice new um, features into it, 
you're not really adding a ton of value there because the property was already on the market. It was pro- it was already available inventory for someone that could have lived in it before you ever bought it. I think the most ethical way to do the Burr strategy is finding properties that are unlivable, that are not true inventory on the market. They they need our help, the the investor's help to turn this back into a new livable situation for somebody. Once you're doing that, you're not only generating wealth for yourself, but you're also improving an area. You're making your own new comps. You're increasing the value everywhere. It's, It's a triple win for everyone involved. And that's why, in my opinion, I think Burr is the most effective real estate investing strategy that that anyone right now is uh, really heavily investing in. And you know that that's the strategy. that's 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 really kind of all I have to say about this. Um, you know, I, I, I hope, as simple as this episode is, that you can take the concept to heart um, and, and really dive deep into, where can I make this strategy work? Um, if you want some you know, more localized information on where can I find these kinds of properties, you know, reach out to a local uh, realtor. Reach out to me if you would like to. I mean, you, you can send me an email anytime. Um, you know, my email is just jonathanc at revolutionrm.com. Um, but I, I really hope that you can take this and build some you know, generational wealth for yourself. Build, build some stuff that you hold on to that's going to make money not only for you, but for your family for years to come. And you're building a nice place for people to live. So you know, that, that's it. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe on the podcast and the YouTube channel. I really appreciate everyone for joining us today. Y'all have a great one.